back, folks, to the Mel Wright Show. This is episode 216. I've got a great guest for you this this uh, episode. He's young, dynamic, eager. Things that were said to me a long time ago, but never said anymore. We've got Chad in the house. Chad, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Sure, absolutely. Well, first of all, I'm so excited to be here. Um, and yeah, so my name's Chad Carotis. I am an agent with Compass based out of Atlanta. Um, I work on Jerry with, with Jerry Metcalf, who's a big top producer here in Atlanta's luxury market. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been it's been quite the quite the journey for sure. Yes, and Chad wrote article on Inman that caught my eye and I was looking to get a dynamic, good-looking young agent on the show. And he wrote um, how to attract Generation Z and how to avoid free, outdated marketing mistakes in doing that. So I thought that was a good topic to have an initial discussion. I've also got my great co-host, Robert. Robert, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? I'd love to. So my name is Robert Newman. I'm the founder of Inbound REM. Um, I'm a 12-year veteran of the real estate marketing industry. I've worked with, consulted with most of the major and even minor uh, players in the real estate marketing space. I've also just written my own blog. And uh, I, I do real, real deep dives into real estate technology, especially real estate marketing technology. And uh, Jonathan and I have been putting up with each other for, God, over a year now, uh, trying to help you guys, the listeners, uh, learn how to market your business. Oh, I, I, I like co-hosting with you, uh, Robert. Actually, you put me straight. There we go. So, uh, Jad, um, you wrote this piece about, you know, how to attract Generation Z and some mistakes you've seen. Would you like to start off from um, how do you... How do you attract this Generation Z and how can you really put them off as well? Sure. Um, So I guess just to start with a little perspective, um, what kind of gives me, I guess, the leg up, if you will, in in the whole Gen Z stuff is, I think, first and foremost, my age, because I am a part of Generation Z. Uh, Now, granted, definitely on the the older part. So I did consult some of my younger brothers on on some of the things and, um, you know, they definitely made me feel older than I think I was. But all that to say, um, I think Generation Z is just so interesting and so dynamic because it, it or we're, I, I think, really just misunderstood, um, you know, in the sense that people like to group us with millennials. They like to think that we have the same spending habits, the same behaviors, the same, um, you know, everything that marketers would look for to try to target. Um, and it, it, they just think it because it's kind of in the same age that it's going to, the same things are going to work. Um, and it's ironic because I think Generation Z is so focused on authenticity um, and really developing an organic relationship. So just seeing, especially in real estate, um, even some of my colleagues, just this forced marketing that they're pushing out. And it's just, it's not going to work and just won't resonate with, um, I think, the next generation of clientele. I don't even know if that answered your question at all. It does. <laughs> but let's, let's, let's get into specifics. What, would, what age group are we looking at with uh, Generation Z then? So born 1997 and, um, and on. So 20, so 22 and under. Oh, right. Because I'm, I'm on, I'm 
I'm Generation don't X. Right. Date, don't date yourself, John. That's uh, it's so obvious. I don't need to. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it over to Robert. Awesome, because I have I have quite a few questions that are so near and dear to my heart. So, and and I don't think that some of the things that you talked about in your article actually play just to Generation Z, but for the moment, let's assume that they do. Um, you uh, mentioned something in your in your uh, article. Don't uh, produce overly polished marketing copy. Now, this is something that I've talked to and consistently talked to the clients of Inbound REM with all the time. And I'm curious to know, without me feeding you anything, what do you view as non-polished content? Like, how, how do you define that? Um, so the non-polished content, and I will say, this is something that I personally need to get better at doing, you know, and it was kind of funny writing that article. I was like, damn, I'm a little hypocritical in this because I, you know, everything I push out, I like it to be super clean, super refined um, because I think it speaks well to the brand. But then as I'm writing this article and I'm thinking what I react to, how my peers and friends and, you know, siblings and those those type people, um, what really just raw and authentic. And I know that's that's a word that I kept using is authenticity. Um, but I think with like sales copy, for example, you know, these certain sales buzzwords, don't use them. I mean, I love the fact, you know, right when we started out, you say, Chad, sometimes I curse or I curse a lot, which I think is great because that's authentic. That's authentically you. Um, and I think just taking off that film of overly polished, whether it be the copy or even just you know, the certain aesthetic of certain things. Um, it, it, you want it to look as under, it, not underproduced, but natural. And that's really what it's all about because otherwise it's almost like, it's like stock video in a sense that it's not real video. You want, you know, something, something that's organic. Um, so it, it, and <laughs> I'm going in circles with that. Okay. But, so let me ask you a question. So now, now I'm gonna gonna uh, spoon feed you a question. Now, I'm legitimately curious because I run a full marketing agency on the side, and and I've got like 18 people that work for me, and we've got about 50 to 100 clients nationwide. Limit states marketing space. So I'm curious. What is your opinion? So, so in that world, we produce some real estate videos. And the, the battle that I fight with my clients all the time is they want to go out and hire some dude and he'll do drone shot and then he'll right. overlay some fancy text on the video. And then he'll talk about like, they'll, they'll have some, some uh, stuff scroll across the screen and it's usually some fancy music in the background and it's talking about a neighborhood. And then, I, and I hate those videos. I hate them and I don't watch them. Okay? They're boring. Yeah. I feel like everybody's the same. And then I've got what I coach my clients to do, which is a guy in the car. Uh, and I always drop the name of one of my favorite video influencers inside real estate space. But what Christoph Chu does, which is something like that, where he, he has his camera posted and he's driving up the neighborhood and you see his face and he's just looking at the houses and he talks in a very genuine way about how he feels about the neighborhood. And he's, he's very knowledgeable, so he always has a surprising amount to say, such as elevation, how many homes have sold in the neighborhood in the last 10 years. Um, but he's salting that in along with, I love this drive, I love the elm trees, the streets need a little work. 
Like that's what he's talking about. Yeah. And then he arrives at his destination and turns the video off. And I like watching Christoph's videos. Absolutely. But what's yeah. your opinion? I've given you two different examples. If you're talking to Generation Z, which do you think is going to play better? The latter, absolutely. And the reason why is because, you know, you're talking to the camera like it's your friend, like, like you would talk to someone that's sitting right next to you. Um, you can incorporate your personality into it that way. It, I mean, it's just more genuine. And also, I mean, there's ways to do it, like you were saying, where you can integrate your knowledge on a certain topic or a certain area or a certain street. Um, and then that way, it's, it's almost like you're speaking to you know, the audience directly, like, like they're your friend, really. Um, and it's authentic and genuine. So yeah, I definitely think that's an awesome, awesome strategy because the whole, you know, like you said, the the expense of nice videos and all that. Um, but it, the entertainment value is not there. And when there's so much distraction digitally, you need entertainment value to attract, I mean, it just attention, period. So um, yeah, I, I think that that's an awesome strategy that you're talking about, about just driving through the neighborhood and um, like a, a ride along. Really. Awesome. John, I have some questions for him. I'm going to take it in a different direction and talk about because we have a young tech savvy person who's working for Compass and I have some curiosity about their mobile app that they yeah, sure. built the Compass brand off of and a few other questions, but I don't want to go down that rabbit hole yet. So I'm going to toss it back over to you. Yeah, well, you yeah I'll give you one, quest, one more question and then we'll probably go for a break and then I'll hand it over to you, Robert. So Shade, what I'm really interested, you know, after writing this article, you know, obviously in the Atlanta, Georgia area, which I know pretty well because my wife, my ex-wife um, comes from one of the oldest families in Georgia. Um, and I, used no, to, I didn't know that. And I used to go to Atlanta quite regularly. Um, speed maniac drivers, I must say. Oh, it's terrible. Well, I'm, I'm one of them, but yeah. And I used to live in Germany, and I'm used to the autobahn, and I was more scared than Atlanta, <laughs> and I've been in Germany, be quite <laughs> truthful about it. Uh, um, um you know, you wrote this article and you're in the luxury area. So, you know, and you've admitted that some of these things you, you've been at fault yourself. So on reflection, how are you going to change your own marketing in the coming months or in 2020 after reflecting on the article? I think leveraging video a lot more. Um, so really just taking that blog style approach to behind the scenes um, you know, cause I, I did a little bit with video, but it was, it was polished, um, you know, and it, there's a lot of production time, a lot of editing that goes into it. But, um, I think really just leveraging video and letting my personality leak into it a little more. Um, it, it was a good, good opportunity for me to reflect on my own marketing and really what I was lacking ultimately. So, so more personality and what about the actual copy because it is difficult because like if especially you're in the luxury side but what's your reflection on the copy and the actual written materials that you're going to be tastefully using emojis which i don't even know if that counts as copy um but it, it does you know and i know you know for the ad even if you're running certain, you know, Facebook ads or things like that. Um, there's ways that you can just place emojis and I've totally got myself doing that. Um, and then in terms of language, and that's where, where I will say with copy, you never really want to integrate any slang. Like you never want to be like, 
oh, this bougie house. No, mm-hmm. you know, you, it, it, it's not, not going to work. Um, but, you know, and, and I think, I don't know. I mean, that, that honestly, that's a good, good question that I, well, I, it's not that easy, is it? Because you're, you're dealing with a, um, you know, you're dealing, especially in the luxury market, you might be actually dealing with a slightly older um, grouping, um, depending on how successful, how young they've been, the level of success. But in general, you are dealing with a, a very dispersed age groups, aren't you? So um, I think, like what you just said, you can't go fully down that would be attractive to just one age group. But on the other hand, if it's too formatic, too kind of polish, it's probably going to put off a bigger group of people than what you think. Right, right. Do you agree with that? Yes, I, I would definitely agree. And I think there's, you know, it's almost like a two-prong approach. So if I'm marketing my client's listings, it's going to have a much different approach than if it were, if I were marketing myself. Um, you know, so if I'm marketing and branding myself, it's going to, you know, I can incorporate my voice a lot easier and my tone and just certain words and copy and language and things like that. Um, whereas the listings, yeah, those are, I mean, that's going to be polished copy really, um, you know, in, in that sense. So I think it's really just kind of a two-prong approach um, because it, depending on who the audience is going to be able to all right, we're going to go for our break. My co-host Robert's got a number of questions to ask, which he's going to ask in the, in the second half. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back. Shade looks so young and polished. I look so haggard. And I think Robert's go, Robert's going off to see the Wicked Witch. He's got one in the background already. Uh, um, Halloween. That's your that's everybody's encouragement to watch the video. I've yes, that is. for Halloween. Uh, yes, uh, um, I was tempted to say something else, but I didn't. Um, so, Robert, um, uh, Robert, over to you. Straight for Jonathan. Yes, over <laughs> to you, Robert. All right. So, one of the hot topics on the show here. Uh, amongst the people, because we get we get agents, we get brokers, we get we get other real estate marketing professionals. But one of the hot topics has been Compass, and my my fascination with Compass is that Refkin developed a, a mobile app, and from this mobile app, he basically turned it into this billion dollar Wall Street baby that's got this huge great story, and all these brokers are transferring over onto into the compass system and they're getting a piece of the pie in the form of shares and all this different stuff. But it's really not addressing, I keep hearing how amazing the technology is. And, and I look and, and see a fairly polished website, uh, a reasonably good mobile app. And, and I'm not seeing the difference technology wise from compass to other providers. So I'm curious, you're young, you're, you're technology savvy. What are the what were what were the selling points to go with a with a Compass brokerage? And are any of them technology related? And if so, what would those be? So I definitely think that was the, my core reason. Um, so where I was at 
So previously in the, you know, before I got into real estate, I actually started a software company, um, sold it, did, you know, the whole, whole nine yards there and then got into real estate. And I had started at, you know, just a, a local boutique brokerage that was in the ultra, ultra luxury um, segment of it. And it was a great opportunity and there, it's an awesome, incredible brokerage where I was before. But my biggest thing was the lack of technology, you know, being implemented because here I had, you know, this perspective coming from a 100% technology background. It's like, wait, you know, let's do a, a, you know, streamline this and automate this and do that and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I, none of it was being used. So I found myself almost trying to create my own systems and, um, you know, calling up my developer friends and just trying to jerry-rig these things together. And then as Compass kind of entered the scene in Atlanta, and it really started to get all the, bro- you know, the brokers shaking in their boots. And um, it was a new shiny object on the block. And I kind of, you know, looked into it, super intrigued with what they were doing, you know, the story. But like you had said, where does the technology come into play? Because everyone talks about technology, but it's, it's kind of like, how does it, it happen? Um, and I will say, so when I got to Compass, the two, the, the biggest first immediate change is the agent experience when it comes to the technology. So everything with the marketing, um, you know, just using things like Slack and things like that um, with the support, you know, with the marketing um, and then just all, all the backend stuff. So the agent experience, and honestly, there's still so much technology that I, I feel like I don't even use enough that, that's there. Um, and that's the cool thing that I do love about Compass is that I'm always discovering something else that they do that I'm like, oh, cool. I had no idea you could do this, you know? Um, and it does maintain that kind of startup culture and startup vibe as well. But in terms of, I guess, the technology when it comes to the clients, the neatest thing that I've been able to use um, recently has been the collection. So I have a couple buyers with, you know, they have their searches set up and then basically the collections where the, it goes in and we can comment on individual properties. And I, I know it can sound like the interface sounds kind of simple in theory, but it, it, it didn't exist before. I mean, there was no alternative to that, just being able to collaborate with a variety of buyers. Um, so all that to say, you know, there, there definitely is an array of tools and technology. Um, and I think there's still a long way to go for sure. Don't get me wrong there, but it's good to know that they have that forward looking vision and there's already, you know, progress that's definitely been made and a very clear difference from, um, you know, where I was at before. I got you. So let me just re-encapsulate this and make sure I understood. I thought that was long-winded. You're more with a traditional long-standing brokerage, and I, I deal with these guys all the time. They're mm-hmm. probably 10, 20 years behind if they're anything like most right. of my clients. Um, and then you have this new company. And so Slack, for those people that don't know, it's an instant messaging tool. It's a collaboration tool that, that allows you to talk to – it would allow you to do like a virtual office thing, very similar, again, to the audience to what EXP does, except maybe in a more condensed way. Now you have a physical office, Jeff and his team transferred over and they're still maintaining a brick and mortar, right? Yes. Okay. So you walk into an office. So that's not the same as EXP guys, but the tools, the virtual tools is, and I'm assuming that the tool that you were talking about is a mobile search tool where people can get together and talk about looking at a property very similar. There's like IDX tools out there that do the same thing, like showcase IDX where you have like a buyer 
search party that can collaborate inside the search tool? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. So it, there's that element of it. And it's really, um, so that whole back end, and they're still building it out because the ultimate goal is to have the whole transaction on one platform. Gotcha. Um, but it, you know, so we integrate the CRM and then the email marketing into that same search tool. So, I mean, and I, I will say it's a neat, you know, and, and, and I can see, you know, when they log on, what they look at, what they say, what the, and, you know, we can make comments on the individual properties. Um, and it's a clean, clean interface. Um, so just the whole UI and UX and everything. And we have product experts. Um, yeah, that build it out. So, I mean, it's a cool platform. I got you. Okay. All right. So for, again, for, you know, I'm hoping that we have a lot of younger members in the audience that are understanding the lingo, just in case we don't, UI is user interface, UX is user experience. So all that uh, Chad is indicating is that it's friendly to look at, easy to use, and um, which is awesome because all the best tools today are the real estate marketing tools that are built by the younger generation, such as Bold Leads, which was built by a 25-year-old, which most people don't know. I didn't Um, know that's there. That's interesting. Huh? I, did, I didn't know that because I was looking into bold leads because I was, I was thinking about using it, but that's interesting. Yeah. So those, those tools have the younger mentality of we're going to make it very streamlined, very easy to use because your generation, my generation too, the, the, there are some great tools out there, Chad, but they take sometimes some of them, depending on what tool you're talking about, like they can take 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 hours to learn and set up. And there's almost no generation that you, except old IT guys that are like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll spend 50 hours. Like if it's, if it's, I, I let my cousin look at it and 10 minutes into it, like one of these tools, he's like, who fucking uses this? Like, like he's like, I'm not going to spend like, like you're my, my relative. I'll, I'll take, I'll spend another 20 minutes if you want me to, but this is ridiculous. Like he was trying to figure out how to use one of them. And he's very bright. Right. And like, it was like, yeah, okay. So that, that answered all the questions I needed to know. Um, all right. So having said that, uh, how are we doing on time? We're doing pretty good. So um, I guess the last question I have is um, website technology in terms of Compass. I see that Jeff has a very nice website. He's matched it to the, to the Compass colors. Um, in terms of moving from an older brokerage into Compass, can you ask the, I don't know if this is going to be a trick question. I don't mean it to be, but are you doing like, is that business now being driven like the lead generation part by digital marketing or is that, is that still not part of the package for you as a, as an agent working for a compass partner? Um, so, okay. So let me make sure I'm, can you rephrase that? Sure. Sure. So uh, as, as a guy that's working for compass, right. Are, are you responsible for handling your own leads? Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Uh, or do they hand them off to you from some kind of digital generation? Right. So, I mean, it's still, you know, in that sense, I guess, traditional where we, we do generate our own leads. Um, you know, and most of it, especially just the way Atlanta is, it, it, and I'm sure it's different, you know, in every market. Um, but just the way Atlanta is, I mean, it's just such a highly referral-based business. However, I will say... I have gotten just from my Compass landing page, you know, on the Compass website, I've gotten inbound buyer leads. And honestly, I have no idea how they even got there, but I just get a little email that says, 
so-and-so, you know, Tim Jones wants to work with you. Here's his phone number and his email. And then um, call Tim Jones. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I'm in this actually a true story. He was in Boston. You know, he knows how Compass is dominating Boston. He's moving to Atlanta. And he's like, I just need someone, you know, that's in Atlanta who, who knows it. And, you know, I know Compass is the, the way to go. So I have no idea how he found me, but it was just, I mean, it came right through my Compass, um, you know, webpage. So I think, you know, they're focusing a lot and that's why they're pushing the collections and the search tools, you know, really to ju- in the coming soons, I think to ultimately bolster their SEO and their backlinks and all, the, all those type things. So it ultimately will benefit I guess, individual agents in that sense. I got you. John? No, I think I think we wrap up the podcast part of the show. I've got some questions um, for the bonus content, which you could be able to watch on the Mel Wright YouTube channel. You'll be able to watch the whole interview plus the bonus content, like I say, on the Mel Wright YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, put in Mel Wright, and you'll find us. And subscribe, and we've got a host of videos on there, and I normally post the interviews there the quickest. And also, you'll be able to go to the Mel Wright website and the YouTube channel, um, the um, iTunes, to download this podcast, and we're getting more viewers every month, which we're very appreciative of. Chad, how, how can people find you and find out more about what you're up to in Atlanta? Sure. So if you just Google Chad Carotis, I'm the only one. And all of my socials and landing pages and contact information will come right up. So C-A-R-R-O-D-U-S. That is handy that you are the only one, isn't it? That is handy. (laughs) Uh, uh, Robert, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Well, they can't Google my name. Because there's a soap opera star with the same name. and he Gary Newman, I was there at his first concert in Basildon. <laughs> it, really, it really upsets me. I'm an SEO guy and I can't, I can't rank for my own name because of this guy who's on the guiding light and has been for like 20 years. And he's this beautiful, like Greek god kind of guy. And I'm like, God damn it, I'm never going to rank. Anyway, you can find me by going on to inboundrem.com. And, uh, and again, that's uh, the word inbound and then rabbitedwardmichael.com. And if you want to learn something about real estate marketing or just check me out and see what I'm about, you can go there. And if you want to find out more about MailRite, a Bold's Leads competitor, we're on version two of MailRite. We're progressing. We're getting some great results for some of our initial agents go over. And if you want to see more about, about our system, you can um, get a personal demo, a walkthrough from me by booking on the MailRite website and you can put up with me for half an hour. Not too bad. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. We're going to close the show. We're going to close the show now and we will be back next week with another fantastic guest. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. (laughs) 